and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast special episodes with me, Emma. These episodes are aimed to keep us in the know, covering topics that we want to understand or know more about. I will be joined by special guests who are going to help us be informed. As always, no judgment allowed, but expect honesty, truths and a whole load of support. Welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast season two. Today I'm joined by Kira from the Performance Studios Theatre School who is here to tell us a little bit more about why what she does holds a huge value for the children. Hello and welcome Kira to the podcast. Hi. If you'd like to tell us a little bit about the theatre school and what you want parents to know. Okay so um, Performance Studios opened in 2020 in September. literally at the peak of covid um so we had to adapt um and i sort of knew what i was going into Mm -hmm. um i had this opportunity to set up a theater school because the theater school i ran closed down um to do with more to do with that owner type of thing yeah yeah um so yeah so i set up my own one and we've been running since for three years um we teach children from three years okay. old um all the way to 18 um and we teach them to sing dance and act yeah yeah i have um a team of tutors there's about nine of us um oh, wow. so they all teach for me at the weekends okay. uh, and i sort of run the business side of things amazing mm. um so what what do you want parents to know about why you think it's important um for children to come to go to a theatre school and um, why performing arts is beneficial for children yeah so um performing arts in general uh people just think it's um a hobby um yeah. and it's sort of it's it's come more and more out of the curriculum as well at school yeah so it's super important for parents to kind of know that it's gonna it's changing children's lives basically especially during covid when mm-hmm. so many children were isolating themselves yeah. um even just in terms of social socializing with other um children um we were able to like give that sort of like place escapism from the outside world during covid and now it's you know there's studies that show it it sort of decreases anxiety and okay. it can really like help um reduce stress levels of a child and obviously um children's biggest worries are their exams and things yeah. like that so them having that outlet is yeah. super important um and also things like later in life when they go to do their career i see a lot of um i'm actually an entrepreneur in residence at lancaster university oh wow which means i go and give talks um uh at the university and students pitch me their business ideas that type wow. of thing um and i see a lot of students who really struggle to pitch um and have to teach them how to just even just stand there and be confident and pitch the idea that they're passionate about so even just selling themselves like when they're older and being able to go walk into an interview with confidence um even posture things like that it really helps with that's a really good point i hadn't even thought of something like so like i said in um, our messages my daughter's Mm -hmm. my eldest daughter um it's quite a new thing getting into like um performing she um got the lead role in a year six leavers panto which was a huge shock yeah, to us amazing. um she's she's always been very shy in school not not much confidence um 
so when she said they were doing this pantomime, we'd kind of said to her like, oh, um, are you, you going to audition? Thinking she'd be like, no, no. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and then when she said she was going for the lead role, we were like, oh, wow, okay. And then obviously when she got it, it was mm. just like, we didn't know where this had come from at all. And that's kind of triggered this thing for her where um, she now, she's obviously now at high school and she's joined the only um, club that she'll, she's joined is the um, theatre school that they do. Amazing. Um, so we've noticed like a huge difference in confidence from that but I hadn't I wouldn't have even thought of something like you know job interviews and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that's a really good point yeah I mean it definitely does change an individual I mean Mm -hmm. we see students that don't come to us and they're the same age as the students who do come to us and and sort of like the difference in personality um and even things just as simple as when we we're applauding like students for for doing something yeah um the benefit of that like yeah. they'll go away and be like okay I've done something right yeah, and it yeah. might be the first time they've ever been praised as well and yeah it can sometimes be like they've always thought they couldn't sing or they've always thought they couldn't do something and we're just telling them they can and then and then yeah it gives them the confidence to do it um I've had a student before who's come to me and she came for, for her first day and was like I don't sing in front of anyone but my mom and dad you'll never hear my voice ever and I was like, okay, that's that's fine. Don't worry. Do whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. And within a few weeks, she's literally now the soloist. She wants oh, to do oh, the amazing. main solos, and it's just a crazy difference yeah. shift in like sort of a mentality, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and it's just somebody telling her, you know, you you can sing. Yeah. You're really good at it. Like, maybe it's school. There's a lot of we do have a lot of students who do suffer from bullying at school, and I know it's really common. Yeah. Um, and sometimes just having a space where you can. Complete completely be yourself you completely be free yeah. and you know that everybody will support you and everyone will love what you're yeah. doing it's that environment I think that a child sometimes needs when they haven't got that everywhere yeah definitely yeah yeah that's amazing so you mentioned about um how it can help anxiety mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about that because mm-hmm. obviously mental health is something that I focus on quite a lot for parents but also it's something that you know it, it really interests me for children because my eldest did well she does struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. um quite a lot and I know that there's lots of children that that do struggle with yeah anxiety and worries at school and stuff like that yeah so the build-up to a show um can mm-hmm. quite be quite intense for a yeah. lot of students and it's quite good practice really to go through that mm-hmm. uh, a couple of stages um in the weeks leading up to that um, so we have several um, techniques that we use. We use like breathing techniques. So we'll have a child breathe in for four, hold for four, and then yeah. release for four. And we'll keep building up on the numbers um, so they can like gradually calm down. Um, we have counting techniques. Um, we also, uh, one of my tutors um, has been with me for two years. She's a really lovely tutor and she herself suffers from anxiety, mm-hmm. which sometimes helps because it, it's actually having that relatability with the child. And yeah. she she created um, like a poster for one of the children that was really suffering suffering quite a lot. Yeah. And in her own time, she just cre- created this gorgeous poster that was just, if you're feeling upset, think of all these positive things about you and how great you are. Aww. And it was a really nice poster. And it's just like going above and beyond like that. Like yeah. I never asked the tutor to do that, but that really does change a child's perspective and how yep. it makes them so much happier. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's just 
um, using those techniques because they've done them so much so frequently and sort of grounding yourself as well we have this grounding technique uh, it's called neutral position mm-hmm. which is when your um, shoulders hips and feet are all completely aligned and you feel what's called grounded and it makes you come back to center so your body okay. should naturally scientifically should yeah. you know feel more at peace and you should feel more calm um there's techniques like that um so we use all these techniques and and it does benefit the child in the long run um because they've told us they use them and then when they're feeling upset or nervous or anxious about something um that they do that but also in terms of mental health overall mm-hmm. um i'd just say that it's such a positive environment um and it completely just brings happiness there isn't an aspect of performing arts where i'd say that anyone wants to feel negative there isn't yeah. a, you know a, all we're doing is is talking positively to each other and doing something you love mm-hmm. and everyone in the room is passionate about what you're passionate about so if you could surround yourself with people like that even if it's not performing arts even if you went and did a pottery class and you love pottery yeah. i feel like if you're surrounded by people who are passionate about what you're passionate about i think it just makes you happy yeah, that's a really good point yeah mm. yeah um, so you said as well about um, like it gives gives them a, sp- a space to express themselves. Um, can you tell us sort of anything more on that? Yeah, so um, some children um, will maybe perhaps be more introverts and mm-hmm. yeah. often being themselves. It's hard to explain, but um, when you're a character on stage, you're not yourself. Yeah. So they feel almost like they can be that extrovert and they can be like um, a different person and not be judged for it because it's a mask. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that benefits a child to to have that sort of place to um, wear a mask and if it does get any negativity, then it's okay because it's not them. Yeah. But, you know, they won't get any negativity but that's the way they looked it so that they go into it more confidently. Um, And it's a place where you can... um, so when, when, during COVID, there was a lot of children who, for example, are four-year-olds, um, half their life was COVID. Yeah. So they really struggled when, when we first started and, and it was just like telling them, oh, now you wear masks, now you don't, now you do this, now yeah. you don't. Um, and sort of saying to them, when they came together, you can hug each other if you want to, but only if you're comfortable, don't yeah, worry, yeah. you know, and just back and forth on that. Um, and it, for them, it was sort of a place outside of of all these restrictions to feel like they weren't restricted yeah. in their body or movement and we, we painted squares on the floor um so that they had two meters apart from each other oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they were able to like completely be free in that box that mm-hmm. you know it was like their bubble um and i think also during covid when children weren't allowed to sort of like mix or go out with other people it was like an escapism from that as well um so not just metaphorically but also like in terms of the world yeah uh yeah um so what would you sort of if say there's a parent that's got um a child that is interested in performing arts but they're not quite sure about coming along they're a bit nervous or a bit scared um, is there any advice you could give them as to sort of, you know, how to um, not get them to come, but do you know what I mean, like to, to encourage that? Yeah, 
I think um, encouraging at home role plays and things mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily iPads and all technology nowadays yeah. is a really good thing because if you can do it, even things as simple as um, like cardboard boxes mm-hmm. and, and um, just something that's not technology based because I think they need to use their imagination as much as possible. Yeah. Um, or even telling stories. Um, mm-hmm. If one night you read them a story but then the next night you let them read you a story but they've got to be able to act it out and tell the story yeah. of what's happening um it it's just in trying to ask them to use their body language and using their body to tell the story not just the, what they're saying okay um so if they can kind of step out of that staying static what we yeah. call staying like rigid type of thing you've got to try and move your body as much as possible um doing things like that at home is really good um in terms of coming to activities I would say you've really just got to try and get them to come yeah. to step in the in the door type of thing um the activity owner or whoever is running that class um that's their job to make sure they enjoy it mm-hmm. but if you can get them to the door it's so important because I've seen that there's there's a lot of mums that say to me um that come or dads but I usually get mums yeah. that say it because mums seem to be really worried about their children yeah. and more like you know really do we're like forced, don't we? yeah 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 so um they kind of just um go oh no I think they're really nervous and they're really shy I think you know they're not in the mood to or something they'll never be in the mood to they will yeah. never do it so you have to get them to do it for that for their future really it's kind of yeah. like stepping out that comfort zone so that then they're more comfortable in the future because all, otherwise they'll never step out of the comfort zone yeah. and it is such a scary place that I always see that there's like this sort of borderline I call um to the team as well when a child steps in they either they're either gonna break and they're yeah. gonna crumble or they're, you're <laughs> either gonna they're either gonna come in mm-hmm. and there's been so many instances and I tell the team over the years I have learnt some sort of like psychology things Mm -hmm. so when we had a child once come to us she was really on the brink of going running outside with her mum and dad or or holding your hand and coming in and it was as simple as just distract them from what they're meant to be looking at so they're looking at you know oh my goodness this is huge theatre I'm walking in with loads of people I don't know all strangers of course it's a really uncomfortable environment at first but all these people will become your friends Mm -hmm. and I sort of said oh well you need to take your coat off you need to put your bag down over there so their initial thought process is I need to walk into that circle and sit with everybody else but it isn't it actually is we just want you to put your bag over there and not near anybody else and all you have to do is just put your bag down and it's really simple and they do that regularly something they do that they're accustomed to putting their bag down so if you can try and distract them from what they're meant to be thinking about because otherwise if you start to say don't worry you'll be okay and it's going back into thinking about it constantly and they're on the the brink of tears um, so I tried to do all, all methods like that and it ha- has worked in the past. There's been one instance where I had a nan drop her daughter off, uh, her granddaughter off rather, and um, she she told me, um, oh, um, I've been teaching for years, I know I know how to do it and don't worry, she'll definitely come in and I'll, I'll take her in as long as you let me bring her in. And I said, yeah, that's fine. But from my experience, I really wouldn't come in with your child. I really would recommend that you let them go in by themselves. Um, and suddenly, within the first five minutes, she was refusing to go in the circle. She would not step into the circle. And I said, um, 
and the nan said, you know, this has never happened before, I'm really sorry. And I said, it's honestly okay, can you try my method? Have you got anywhere to go? And she said, well, I could run to the bank, which is just 20 yeah. minutes away. So I'll just, I'll just run down to the bank and I'll come back after that. I said, yeah, that's fine. Give us 20 minutes and we'll see what we can do. And when she was back, she was in. She was Which enjoyed the whole session. She wouldn't come out. She wanted to Aww. stay the whole three hours <laughs> of training. And the nan said, you clearly know what you're doing. And it is, it's just kind of knowing our space though. It doesn't mean that I necessarily know something in another environment. Yeah. But it's just because we've done it for so many years that we know how to do it with performing arts because yeah. it is stepping. And sometimes it's uh, things like, even if you can get your child to do the same activities outside the circle right by the seats we ask them to where their bag is and then suddenly they're in and you know it's so much easier but (laughs) yeah I would really recommend if you are taking your child and they're really shy to let them go as much as possible um at the front door because if you do stay with them they will always stay with you throughout the whole of life and it's so hard (laughs) I know and I know that so many and I know it's coming from a good place because I know all the parents Mm -hmm. are just so loving and they're just so worried about the children and sometimes it's really nice that I get to send them a individual video of the child of how they're doing because they they might be in tears sometimes they're like oh no she's not gonna be okay and I said I promise honestly she'll be okay and then I send the video and they're like wow she's so different (laughs) yeah so it's really like yeah (laughs) um so you said you mentioned about like um how it can help in future you know like interviews and stuff like that Mm. um is there anything else like that that it can kind of help with anything in future life roles anything um I think I'm just thinking of in general standing in front of people if you want Mm -hmm. to be a public speaker or you want to do but I would say in every single job role because Mm -hmm. in terms of theatre in general you can actually get into a lot of um departments in a lot of job roles Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think oh you're just going straight into performing but actually um life's about performing like it's so it's about selling you know there's so many different avenues you can go into you're going to need to be able to sell when you do that interview you're going to need to be able to sell yourself um and sell a product or Mm -hmm. or sell um how well you are at something how good you are at something and if you don't believe in yourself and you're not confident in who you are and and how talented you are then you're not going to be able to to secure that job role because mm-hmm. that's what they're looking for. They're just looking for you to tell yeah. them how amazing you are, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that. Even eye contact. Um, a lot of people struggle to have eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like fidgeting or... Like we talked about neutral position before... Um, when you're pitching you should be in neutral position you shouldn't be rocking back and forth a lot of pitches and people who stand in front of crowds do that Um, and it can be very distracting for the audience thinking about things like in terms of theatre we look at the focus um, of the character and making sure that everyone on stage who isn't speaking is directing the focus for the audience to that one main character Mm -hmm. so even like that you can interpret that into an interview making sure that the focus is on you Um, it's Things like um, the the theoretical side, um, when you're learning about all the practitioners um, and all the different types of um, theatre genres there are, 
um, people think that, you know, oh, it's just standing and it's just a hobby and it's just being yeah. confident, but actually there's a lot more terminology. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more things. I mean, we teach the young ones things like the wings, and which is the side of stage, and, yeah. and um, backstage, stage right, stage left. We teach them all the okay. sort of basic terminology. Uh, just things like that. We'll teach them right and lefts, which is like, yeah, you know, yeah. crazy to think, but a lot of young ones don't know that. Yeah. Um, or even... Um, you know, structure in general. If our classes, our classes run at three hours, so they have sing, a sing, an hour of singing, an hour of dance, an hour of acting, training, um, and in between they have breaks. With our young ones, that structure, we've got an hour and a half session for the ones before school, and they have grown so much because they don't go to school, yeah. and that sort of like just knowing when break is and knowing yeah, when not yeah, to eat really and not point. to have water and yeah. when to have your water and when to eat mm-hmm. and when to stand still and when to sit down and just like the basic things that people wouldn't think they would know how to do they yeah. just of course they don't know because the difference between a four and a five year old is huge yeah. um <laughs> yeah so i mean so things like having your child go to activities before they go to school mm-hmm. i think is crucial because that that structure they yeah. you can see the difference of the students who i mean even students that are four years old this I've been sat with them for weeks. They sat on my knee, crying their eyes Aww. out, struggling to come in, struggling to do to overcome their fears. Mm-hmm. And then, like now, they're the loudest in the room, and they can't wait to come <laughs> back. And, and they say things like, "Mom, can I sleep over?" And I'm like, "You can't sleep over. I don't live here. <laughs> you have to go home. Aww. I'll see you next week." And <laughs> so, like things, little sentences like that. It's just yeah, it does really change their life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so that's like obviously we've mentioned future what about in the here and now so I guess you've probably just touched on it a little bit but like how does it help the younger ones well all of them really but Mm. you know like the younger ones that um what kind of other skills that we've maybe not mentioned does it give them well the really young ones I had one years ago who didn't speak at all she completely was mute um the first couple of weeks um and then we had a show coming up and we gave her a line. She knew the line. She knew it, like, off by heart. We knew she knew it, but she would never say it. Yeah. And then it got to show day and just before we were going on stage, she started crying to me and she was like, I don't want to go on, I don't want to go on. And I never force a child to go on mm-hmm. stage. I would always be like, I want to talk to them first about it to see how they're feeling because yeah, usually yeah. it is those initial nerves. Um, and I, saw, I said, oh, how come and, and why and... You know, I don't know, I don't know. They never really have a reason. Yeah. They always kind of just freak out because they've never done it before. Yeah. And I sort of remind them how it's going to make them feel after. Mm-hmm. So I say that, first of all, I say, in the moment, who who's out there watching you? And they'll say, um, this little one said, mummy. And I said, well, where is she? Can you see her? She said, yeah, she's just there in the front row. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So does she is she happy with you? Does she support you? Is she proud of you? She said, yeah. I said, okay, so is she going to be mad at you if you go wrong? No. Is she going to be mad at you if you do anything? Mm -hmm. No. So she's only going to be happy with you. So she's only going to clap. And she said, yeah. Uh, And I said, okay, so um, what what are you going to feel like afterwards? Um, I don't know. I've not done it before. Well, afterwards, you're going to feel very proud and your mum's going to be really proud of you, and I'm going to be really proud of you. Filling up, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I have to give them a real long pep talk, and I end up saying, you know, everyone's going to be really proud of you. Mm-hmm. No one's going to say anything negative. Um, 
and I'm really proud of you just stepping here and just coming today. And then she went, okay, I think I can do it. And then I said, well, um, sometimes I say things like, um, just remember your best friend's really proud of you and I'm your best friend, okay? And then I I went, I'll go out and and I'll stand right in front of you. So you just look at me, don't look at anybody else. And she goes, okay, I'll do it. And then she went up and I was in front of her and she sang the whole thing and everything. So she did a whole line and she did the whole, yeah, she did the whole thing. And it's like, Things like that, I would just based off, you know, you saying how it it really does change their life, like mm-hmm. because things like that is she didn't speak before at yeah. all, so potentially she might have never spoke again. Yeah, wow! So it's really is really crucial. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, what is there anything else that you kind of want parents to know about um what you do? Um, like so you've already highlighted to me like straight away I kind of think like I've said it's fairly new to us but I kind of just think of like confidence and you know obviously it's amazing and um, but is there anything else that we've maybe not touched on that you want parents to know about why you think it benefits sending your child yeah I think it's very rewarding is the only thing we haven't probably touched Mm -hmm. upon I think like parents probably don't realize the feeling you guys are going to get like from watching them um you might never have seen them in that light and a lot of parents come to me and they're like oh wow I didn't even know they could sing I didn't even know they you know and then suddenly at home they're now dancing and singing the chandeliers bouncing or something (laughs) (laughs) or you know like they can't get them out the shower because they're constantly singing you know things like that it's just lovely to hear um and I think it's those moments that, I, I mean, I love watching the parents mm-hmm. watch the kids. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just, like, in tears straight away. Like, they could just lift their hand up and they no. would be, you know, <laughs> crying. Um, yeah, even things like line learning, we didn't touch upon that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There's lots of memory okay, um, yeah. benefits as well. Um, because, obviously, they're going to have to revise in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar to that. Um, so they have to learn all their lines Um also, things like teamwork, um, working in a team, um, it, it kind of, the reason a lot of children don't pull out is because we say to a lot of them that you're working in a team, so mm-hmm. if you pull out, you're kind of letting the team down, yeah. you want to be there for the rest of the team, and they do understand that, and yeah. that's a responsibility as well, so then it, it, it brings in like responsibility mm-hmm. uh, problems and things so then they start to realize oh yeah okay I'm responsible for something and I need to care about something and yeah. they sort of um focus and and care more about being there on the day and yeah even like making sure they're ready um and coming on time for um sessions being aware of when the sessions are mm-hmm. extra rehearsals they really yeah. do step up they kind of yeah. like go there's some children that will be replying to the emails and like it cannot be you it has to be your mum <laughs> you know but yeah they get really into it yeah you know and I guess it's giving them that responsibility as well isn't mm. it it's they're being responsible for mm. for what they're doing and learning and, exactly yeah. yeah and you know it does build pressure for definitely like I don't want to hide away from that I mean Last year we had our huge big show mm-hmm. and there was a student who in the dress rehearsal pulled out of her solo Right. and um, we had to do the whole pep talk thing again and yeah. everybody was, everybody in the class, I t- t- everyone was there and I said, 
everybody, what do you think of how well she did? And everybody was literally roaring with applause. Aww. So she felt a bit better. And they, I saw them in the dressing room and, you know, working together to help her and chat yeah. to her. Aww. So it's building those bonds of kind of, even though she's responsible for that line, everyone else is responsible for making her feel yeah. comfortable to perform as well. Yeah. And then when she actually performed on the show, the whole place, everyone was stood up because everyone knew Aww. how hard she'd worked for that solo. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's sort of that pressure to get it right. There was one ch- a child that um, was really upset after the show um, and she was like, I've, um, it was awful, there was a mistake that was made and the light didn't come on when it was meant to come on and I said, well, was that your fault or was that, you know, the technician was meant to do that, weren't they? And she said, yeah, okay. And then she started to think that like, it wasn't her but there is big pressures around that and I think that's their biggest pressure in life. Mm-hmm. You know, what's our biggest pressures is probably far greater but they yeah. they think that that is huge in their yeah, life yeah. and it's so important to them and that's why it's really important that parents come to shows as well yeah. and things like that because I do think that that really does make an impact. There's some children, there was one child in a show once that had me, she said, oh, my mum's here, my mum's definitely here and she wasn't there. And I'd ended up going on the mic to ask for her mum because she had said she was definitely here. So it is really, it can be quite sad as well, you know, when they rely on parents so heavily. They rely on you to be there for them in their biggest moment, you know. So they really want to show you how amazing they are and how hard they've worked on this. And when they watch you work on something else and they're watching you through life, it's like their opportunity. Mm. So... Um, tell us a little bit about then about your theatre school and how it works and what what like classes you have and and just basically how how it. Okay, works. so um, it's basically a musical theatre uh, school. Mm-hmm. So we teach children to sing in the first hour, then the second hour is dance, and then the third hour is acting. So they'll mm-hmm. get three hours training, um, all with industry professionals or industry trained professionals or training rather mm-hmm. um so we've got um tutors that have just come off a cruise ship as a lead singer one's away on a cruise ship one was on coronation street um one's a, a dance world champion they, they're incredible tutors mm-hmm. i couldn't speak highly enough of them um and yeah so they teach their subject discipline so they'll just teach that one aspect yeah. Um, when we're working with our four, three, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, they only do an hour and a half. Okay. Um, just because it's too long, really, yeah. for them. A lot of parents think that an hour and a half is too long for a four-year-old, but it's actually really beneficial, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to get tired at all. Yeah. It's the first initial one they do, because yeah. they're not used to it, but then they get used to the structure, and yeah. they get used to exactly what it's like. Um, and they get a lot of breaks, you know, they get time to have water and things and have their snack time, which they love. And, and Mm -hmm. it's a chance for the community aspect. They get to talk to each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do a big show at the Grand Theatre, Mm -hmm. um, every year. Um, our next one's coming up in August and we do an awards evening at the Dukes Mm -hmm. and we're based in the Dukes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but we do community shows throughout throughout the year as well. So last year we did the Christmas light switch on. Oh, wow. We've done. Um, oh, I'm gonna remember them all now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three or four that we do. Um, the 
light up Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the firework display. We've done um, nursing homes before as well. I always think it's really important to give back to the community yeah, and not just do ones like, that are the big yeah. shows. Because um, it's nice to teach the children that again, yeah, really. Yeah. That, like, you know, you've got to kind of give back to people that really need it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's lovely to be part of the community. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's so right. what age? I know you. Did you say you start at three years at old? Three, and mm-hmm. then what age do you go up to? We go to eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we've been going three years, it really it's really hard to say because it's um the children who are nearing the eighteen. They're yeah. kind of saying like, oh, do we? What happens when we turn eighteen? Do we have yeah. to leave? Oh. And, you know. <laughs> I said, well, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. We'll see what you're doing. They were like, can I become a teacher? (laughs) They just really want to stay. Yeah, yeah, there there is a loyalty aspect. I mean, the children seem to stay for... I've got children that stayed the entire time, which is so crazy. Um, I think that week on week, they've got their best friends that they've made, lifelong friends. Um, They seem to get on really well with the tutors. Um. Yeah, it's it is a really amazing environment. Yeah. It's so surreal that it's being created. Like, yeah. when I remember being sat in my family home, um, on like the a table, just going through a list of names, and I oh, remember really? going through like one hundred and fifty names for the company, and wow. then getting to the former studios. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that then, about like oh. setting up and how it came about, and so I originally managed a theatre school. Um. Egg, um, that was based in Lancaster, but he had four schools. Okay. Um, and he ended up telling me that the only one that was successful was the one I was running, mm-hmm. so that I should go and do my own, which was really kind of him to say. Yeah. Um, so um, I basically did just that. I was sat yeah. in the... Um, I actually was in university um, in my third year. Mm-hmm. It was summertime, and we were outside in the garden, and I remember crying my eyes out getting the phone call that he was closing the business Aww. and that because I rang him um coming up with this amazing business idea I was I was really excited to tell him about it and then the phone call completely switched and it was to do with me losing my job and it wasn't what I expected at all so I came off that phone call crying my eyes out I lost my dream job I was telling my dad oh my god dad like what am I gonna do mm-hmm. it's my favorite job but it was my part-time job and it was alongside university and dad was like, why don't you just set up your own one? Yeah. And it was just as simple as that, dad. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was thinking, well, I don't know. I think it's the thing about being female, being young, yeah. and all of those things. I'm thinking, oh, well, you're dad, and you're, you know, really good yeah. and successful. And, you know, can I do what you, you can do? Because my dad is a freelancer, but he do, he has made it into a business. And mm-hmm. so I just think, oh, my dad's really successful. And it's just yeah. easy for him to say that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, maybe I just do it. Um, so I remember not knowing anything about business, mm-hmm. um, but I remember thinking when I was 15, I um, made business cards and my mum taught me how to set up a Facebook page oh. to set up a babysitting business like yeah, around the yeah, area yeah. and knock on doors. And I literally didn't know I was running a business technically then. Yeah. I just thought, oh, I'm just knocking just, on doors yeah, and I've yeah. got some cards. I didn't know they were called <laughs> business cards. Um, so that was already in me technically looking back so I really loved business um and then my mum had to teach me on that day um 
when I was outside in the garden, she taught me company's house. I didn't know what that was. I'd never yeah. heard of it. I remember searching all the names on there. We had like 150 names in my notes on my phone. I still have them. Yeah, yeah. Because I just think the fans so interesting. And um, I remember coming with the coming up with the performance studios and just loving it. It just made complete sense. Yeah. And I really wanted it to be plural because I really want to open more schools. So it gives Amazing. the opportunity for the future. Yeah. Um, so you never know where we'll be next yeah. but um yeah and I was in university my final year um going into it and I remember being a completely different person because the first two years of university I had the best friends everything was going really well and then coming back as a business owner everyone treated me completely differently oh, really? and I had the worst university experience oh, no. it was that uh, I was really busy wasn't free for anybody uh, and I put my life and soul into the former mm-hmm. studios and, and I just adored my job though. I adored yeah. the school so much that nothing would come above it type of thing. Yeah. Um so I remember in handing my dissertation week, I had I'd posted on so on Totally Local Lancaster if you heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and it blew up. It sort of just oh. went crazy and I had 59 people on the waiting list and then it was like oh my god I'm going to need to set up more classes (laughs) and at this point I only had two classes uh, and I had only like two teachers and things or a couple of teachers um and I was teaching myself and at Uh this point it was like I'm going to need to manage I'm going to need to bring in more staff and I'm going to need to bring in more classes and my dissertation was due in that week and it was like oh my god I'm going to need to I said I'd set it up, and I said I'd set it up on that weekend, and my dissertation was due in for uh, the Monday. I'd set it up on the Saturday, <laughs> and it was already set up the school, but in terms of expansion, yeah. it was sort of like setting up more classes. And I remember going, I've had a dissertation now, and I, but I need to, I need to plan all the classes, and I hadn't think, I hadn't thought of the fact that. Although I was trying to plan it so that the dissertation was first and that was my priority, I still had the planning of the classes yeah. to do. So it was all a bit chaotic, but I got through <laughs> it and I still did got it? my degree and that, that wow. was the main thing. Um, and I did theatre, I did, I did a theatre degree, but I did a bit of entrepreneurship right. as well. Right. And I remember not even knowing how to spell entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, didn't even know what an entrepreneur was and it was so interesting. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And now being asked back on that course to mm-hmm. give talks is a full yeah. circle moment. Yeah, but it's that amazing. feels amazing, doesn't it? It really is, because yeah. I knew how inspiring I was to the... How inspiring it was for me to watch mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So yeah. for then, for me to give that back to students that are, yeah. were my age when I was coming up with the idea was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is, is really amazing. Um, is there anything else that you want to add that we've not discussed or anything else you kind of want to say or...? Um... Yeah, I think I'm just kind of to touch upon like the business aspect. I mm-hmm. just say like if anybody has a business idea or a child wants to do something in particular, I just say do what you love. Like that's my mo- like favorite yeah. motto, uh, and I'll say it all the time because it's literally my job. I could do for free, mm-hmm. really. Like I just yeah. love it. Oh like, yeah, you know, I'd wake up every day and just do it. Yeah, no, I really agree with that. I think that's how it should be, and so many of us end up in jobs just to pay the bills Mm. and we don't enjoy going to work and I've kind of always been brought up with the the thing of find a job you love Mm. and you know that that's what you you want to do yeah and I mean our school um run free taster class classes for anyone to like 
join they don't have to sign up they just do a free class to try right and i just sometimes think if you're not sure about what your child's passions are just mm. throw them into all these free taster classes yeah just let them really try it yeah. because they need to find their passion that's yeah. what's going to set them apart yeah um and a lot of children, I mean, even when you're older in university, a lot of my friends would say, how do you know what you want to do? And yeah. I just don't know what I want to do yet in life. And it's okay to know that, but I think parents play a big role in mm-hmm. finding out what that child's yeah. passions are. Um, so if they can help to do that, I would mm-hmm. say really push them yeah. into going out their comfort zones and trying everything. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. and that's something I think me as a parent... It's hard because when you're a parent, you know what you like and mm. when you know about stuff, it's easy to help your kids into that that path. But it's when, if they like something that's different, mm. so like you've just said about the free tasters, that's a really good point because like you say, it's if us as parents don't know, it's good to, to get our children to find those passions by, mm. by doing that. And that's a really good point. Yeah. Brilliant. So, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, follow and or review. If there's any topics you'd like to see covered, please just let me know. You can get in touch with me by my email or on my Facebook and Instagram page. Thank you for joining us and sharing your knowledge. Keep your eyes peeled for our next special episode and I will be back soon. Bye.